Ever since he lost re-election last November, former President Donald Trump and his MAGA supporters have floated theories of election fraud. None have been proven. But in Bridgeport, Connecticut, a city council member resigned last month after he was arrested on federal charges of absentee ballot fraud in elections that happened a few years ago. I think that the fraud and the problems that we're seeing in Bridgeport tells us more about Bridgeport politics than it does about election administration in general. Election reform advocates want Bridgeport to conform to the national norm. I'm Ebon Udana, WSHU's senior political reporter. I try to make sense of local and national policy by talking to the people who are directly involved. Coming up on Capitol Avenue, expanding voter participation in Bridgeport while thwarting absentee ballot abuse. But first, this podcast is made possible by you. Contribute today online at WSHU.org and tell them you heard this message on Capitol Avenue. And thank you. The group called the Unrigged Bridgeport Coalition is challenging the Democratic Town Committee system that has controlled Bridgeport politics for decades. It claims the committee is responsible for the recent corruption scandals in the city. The scandals include the indictment of council member Michael Filippo on charges of absentee ballot fraud. In May, State Senator Dennis Bradley and Board of Education member Jessica Martinez were charged with campaign finance fraud. Gamim Davis is co-director of Unric Bridgeport. She claims absentee ballot fraud is endemic in Bridgeport. The absentee ballot process here in Bridgeport have been completely rigged to manipulate elections here in Bridgeport. So the will of the people um, has been going unheard and unmet really for decades. Davis was the campaign manager for State Senator Marilyn Moore's failed challenge to incumbent Mayor Joe Gannam two years ago. Gannam returned as mayor in 2016 after serving seven years in federal prison for corruption. In 2019, Gannam lost Moore at the polls in the Democratic Party primary. But one, the mail-in absentee ballots, Moore challenged the election in court seeking a redo of the primary and lost. The judge found that even though evidence was presented to corroborate Moore's accusation that people were illegally paid to canvass for absentee ballots in certain neighborhoods, the number of ballots solicited were not enough to change the result of the election. Davis says that's a problem specifically in Bridgeport. This manipulation of the absentee ballot process that targets low-income Uh, monolingual Spanish-speaking elderly and youth um, really has done a number on our democracy. Mario Tester is the longtime chair of Bridgeport's Democratic Town Committee. He's a mentor to both Ganem and DiFilippo. In 2019, when the primary election was challenged, he said there was nothing wrong with the city's absentee ballot system. We have the reputation about the absentee ballot fraud and all that which that's none of that going. Tester dismisses criticism of the town committee for promoting the use of absentee ballots. As long as you don't touch them, you're not doing anything, why are you taking the, the, the people's right? That's their constitutional right to vote. 
They are the ones who elect the president. They are the like the, they elect, you know, the governor. But those disputes over absentee ballots in 2019 is what Unrigged Bridgeport was founded on. A recent survey by the group found voter apathy and a distrust of the system. That's the very reason why we've launched our Unrigged Bridgeport campaign. That's Callie Gale Heilman, co-director of Unrigged Bridgeport. She says they'll work to elect candidates for city council this fall. Really, a lot of our work is about shifting power in the other direction so that the power comes up from the people and informs the issues that candidates then work on. The first test of how much voter support there is for Unrigged Bridgeport will come next month. That's when the seats on the city council, the Board of Education, and the Sheriff's Office will be on the ballot. Coming up next, alleged absentee fraud held the U.S. presidential election captive in 2020. For Bridgeport electioneering, it's no surprise to some. One side of me was very concerned and distressed and disappointed to, to learn of the absentee ballot scandal. But the other side of me was not all that surprised because this is what we've come to expect now in Bridgeport politics. Hi, I'm Davis Donovan, host of the WSHU podcast, Off the Path. I explore all kinds of hidden nooks and crannies and fascinating history on the road from New York to Boston. You can find me on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can find Off the Path from New York to Boston on WSHU Public Radio. Gary Rose is a political science professor at Sacred Heart University. He blames the hubris of a one-party control of the city on three recent indictments of Bridgeport officials. Rose says efforts to expand voter participation in Connecticut by allowing no-excuse absentee ballots, as happened during the pandemic, would help. There's less chance of a manipulation when you have a uh, when you have mail-in ballots as opposed to individuals you know, forging ballots or collecting ballots themselves or ballot harvesting, which is going on. And and so the mail-in ballot might actually be the, uh, the answer to some of Bridgeport's problems. The state has appointed an independent election monitor to oversee Bridgeport's elections for the next two years. Rose says Bridgeport's trouble is different from the unsubstantiated claims of widespread voter fraud made by Trump and his supporters. With President Trump, I don't believe the evidence is on his side, but in Bridgeport, the evidence certainly is pretty strong that corruption uh, does occur. State GOP lawmakers did succeed in delaying by at least two years the ability of Connecticut voters to decide if the state constitution should be amended to allow for the expansion of no-excuse absentee ballots pushed by Democrats. The state has one of the most restrictive rules for absentee voting in the country enshrined in its constitution. UConn law professor Douglas Spencer is a national election law expert. He says Connecticut would be better off if it allowed the expanded use of no-excuse absentee ballots. What I worry is that people will look at the Bridgeport experience and then extrapolate and suggest that any system that uses mail-in voting or expands access to absentee ballots will experience the same kind of problems and fraud that exist in Bridgeport. Spencer says that's not the case. There's all mail-in balloting in a very liberal state like Oregon. There's all mail-in balloting in a very conservative state like Utah. And there's all mail-in balloting in purple states like Colorado. 
And then once it is enacted, they're very popular. So does Bridgeport's absentee ballot trouble help substantiate Trump's claim of widespread election fraud in last November's presidential election? If you ask a national election expert... The problem's in Bridgeport, not with the ballots. If you ask a political scientist... The evidence was not on President Trump's side to to really document, you know, large-scale corruption. And if you ask Bridgeport residents trying to make a difference in local politics... All politics are local. This is Capital Avenue from WSHU Public Radio, making sense of local and national policy by talking to the people who are directly involved. Spread the word by rating Capital Avenue on your podcasting app. The more informed listeners in our community, the better. This episode was produced by J.D. Allen, WSH's web editor is Dave Eisenstadter. Anne Lopez is WSH's senior producer. Terry Sheridan is WSH's news director. And Tom Kuzer is WSH's program director. I'm Ebong Udama. Thanks for listening. Until next time. <laughs>